Good morning and welcome to your daily game face. I am Dr. Kim Lannon and I am here with Lou. This is Lou. Just Lou. Just Lou. Yeah. No adjective today? Nope. Okay. You don't get one today? All right. Um, how come my head is hitting the top of the screen? It's where you adjusted your seat. No, this is a technical issue on you. Okay, well you can, you know, drop your seat a little bit. You'll be fine. <sighs> Beautiful. Um, so, good morning. Good morning. How was your Christmas? It was fine. Really, was it? I saw your beautiful pictures up on wow. Facebook. Yeah. Wow, you just sucking up, you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing when I saw your pictures. I was like, oh, you're such a suck up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. The obligatory suck up post. <laughs> I saw it. That was mandatory. <sighs> mandatory. Oh, it wasn't obligatory. It was mandatory. Wow. I had a nice Facebook post before on Christmas Eve that was mine. I, I saw that. That was completely mine. I saw that. And yeah. then the other one was a four. <laughs> Hope she's not listening. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't. I, it's your fault. You put me in the position to say it. What? So if yeah. she gets mad at me, it's your fault. <laughs> then she won't go to where I sent you for your gift. Why not? Everyone else, everything else is. <laughs> um, so um, was it a nice Christmas? It was a nice Christmas. Yes. It was. It was exhausting. <laughs> really? It felt, well, it, you know, wasn't it weird this year that it was like on a Sunday, Monday, like my whole yeah. week is all screwed up. So yeah. it just felt like when I woke up on Saturday, I thought it was Christmas morning. Yeah. When I woke up on Sunday, it was all confused. By Monday, I was like, God, isn't it over yet? <laughs> I work weekends, so my week is all screwed up anyway. Right. So in this you're... week, and this this thing was, I was totally screwed up. I, I literally asked about four times. This is Saturday, right? Today's Saturday. <laughs> So see, I, yeah. yeah, no, it wasn't you. So it was a, it was a collective wow. Yeah. So anyway, so already this morning I've been at the vet. Oh no. No, it was. It's so funny. <laughs> no. No, it was good. This is how. So I have two vets, right? The one I have two. Yeah. One, two Mush's vet. I have well, they're all the vet of everybody, oh, but uh, Mush's main vet. That's that. That's yeah. not where I was this morning. But then there's Mush's primary vet who, you know, but then that was, that's also everybody else in my household's vet. Yeah. Dr. Shaler. Dr. And um, Dr. Yeah. Shaler, she's amazing. She'll be on the show in February. Nice. Yes. We procured her this morning. <laughs> so <laughs> as a guest, she has to do some traveling in January, but then on, we're going to have a lovely live on a different day though. Nice. Because she can only do Tuesdays. Like but so anyway, so, but I had to. Now, here's a dilemma of the century, right? You know how when cats, well, when any animal gets older, their nails can grow funky and they get that coating because they're thicker and old. Yeah. Echo's older. So Echo's almost 18. So Holy she, I, well, hey, don't jinx her. She's perfect. I'm not jinxing anything. But she had a nail that I could not clip because it was getting really close to into her pad. Yeah. And it had all that coating on it, and I could see the quick, and I was like, oh, this is bad. So, yeah. of course, I entered the vet very early this morning. And as soon as I walked in, of course, she's, you know, a Bengal. So she's screaming her head off. And as soon as I walked in, there's like seven staff members, and they're like, hi, Echo. <laughs> <laughs> they all know. Because <laughs> she's one of the. She always screams. She's, well, because she's a, she's a Bengal. Bengals yeah. have a lot to say. But at home, she, I mean, until, well, she has. She has a little dementia, so she gets a little sundowny. So then she starts to scream at night. But you know, she's senile. Um, <laughs> what the hell could be more fun than a sundowning cat? <laughs> 
we'll just have to, I don't have to do a scream at her like echo and then she stops. Yeah. But um but she was very chatty this morning. So they all knew. So anyway, we had the they had the nail cut this morning because we had to have one nail done before it grew into her paw because I was afraid to cut it. She went to the vet for one nail cut. Yep. Sixty-eight dollars. <laughs> Did you just hear me? You were doing. You were doing. What are you doing over there? Well, there was a text, so I didn't know. If, Who's it from? <laughs> I was. I was. That's a bit worried. Who's it from? It's from other work. Oh my God! You are doing. No, texting I thought it was. While I'm I... not doing texting. I was just checking to see how much trouble I was in. Oh, you thought it? Was... <laughs> I didn't know. It's all on me. If she's listening, yeah. I did it. it. She can be mad at me because I was just picking. It's that's, a... that's no fun. I know it's easier for you. I know yeah. <laughs> nothing like Dr. Lannon spinning the web, <laughs> stirring the pot. So sixty-eight dollars to 60, cut, cut a nail. Yes. And you you couldn't cut the nail because you saw the quirk and you oh, were no, worried it, no, about. Oh no! No, I see all the quicks, but she the yeah. nail was so close to the to the it was to the Dew Club area, and it was so close to it, and I could see the quick, but it was actually deceiving because they have this special technique that I learned today with older animals, including dogs. If you twist first and take off that outer layer, then the nail exposes itself. Then you can see where it really is. I couldn't tell. So I was afraid to cut it and then cut it quick. And then we yeah. have, it wouldn't be $68, it'd be $6,000. Yeah. So, yeah. so I was like, I will bring her in for that. And so they, they made, and she was all protesty. Like, <laughs> yes. I can't believe you touched my nails. <laughs> so she, so she was, what am I doing out of my house? Yeah. So we, yeah. we, as soon as we went in the crate, it was like, ah! <laughs> So, you know, because they know. Well, she was sleeping all on her nice little warm little heating blanket this morning. And, you know, then we had to rip her off and stick her in the crate. Yeah. It had to brighten early 7.45. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I didn't even get to run this morning because I had to take her to get her nail clipped. Yeah. Her one nail. Right. And they were like, do you want us to just do one? Because I do all the other ones. I'm like, well, you can trim them up yep. for 68 bucks. <sighs> Anyway, so so you was, did get all of them done. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I do them all, but they just fix them. That's more worthwhile. Well, it made me feel better that it was like you know whatever, a couple dollars a nail. <laughs> God, it's fine. Anyway, so um, so Christmas is over, yay, <laughs> yay, yay, and now we're on to New Year's. And aren't you excited? No, I hate New Year's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we're supposed to be an upbeat your daily game face health and wellness show and you're like i hate i hate new years well i shouldn't say anything because thanksgiving is yeah. my test yes but because i have decent mental hygiene after <laughs> having worked on it for a while <laughs> i hate it but i don't dwell in it i just go on it's not, okay it's not hanging over me it's okay just, well it's not choosing to embrace it so well before, i'm gonna have a feel-good story for a second okay okay so on christmas eve eve mm -hmm. right this is like this is like a feel good story of animals because you know it's yeah. the time of year. So I know someone who I was I was diligently texting with for several days over this holiday, including on Christmas because it was really stressful. But um, she and her, um, I guess that's not a fiance yet, but I guess whatever they're partners, whatever yeah. you want to call them. Um, she and he have a pair of cats. Cats again. 
your favorite. Anyway, but the cat, this beautiful, lovely little cat, Frida, we'll call her. Mm -hmm. um, she. Uh, <laughs> We're assuming the name of the cat? Yeah. Okay. We'll just make up a name. Yeah. Um, she ended up not feeling well. Yeah. And so, of course, this person reached out to me and said, what do you think? Because, you know, me being the yeah. honorary vet of, of all things crazy and cat. Um and I said, ooh, the symptoms. I said, you should take her. And they took her to the one vet that they had. And I'm like, that vet's wrong. Yeah. And that's just not right. So um, long, longer story short, they take her to my vet, mm -hmm. the the big mush vet, yep. right? Because I said, well, this might be cancer because mm. I saw the x-ray. I was sent the x-ray from the original vet. And I was like, oh, this isn't gas. This, is, this isn't good. Yeah. Um, and I've seen it so many times before. So I was like, that's cancer, but I didn't want to say that's hey, cancer. You're a radiologist now. Uh, well, I can. Well, I, you, what? you don't think I can read film? No, I didn't. I mean, seriously. I didn't. You know, it that's never like that's me, like but... that's like the person that said to me last week, like, "Well, you're a doctor, but you're not a real doctor." I'm like, oh, just <laughs> la, 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 la. anyway. Um, I it's not, not like you're a chiropractor. I'm. Uh, I can't say that. That's, that's I'm so sorry. Weird. I even oh my said god! That. Two of my best friends are chiropractors. Just an old and, joke from you know, two and a half men. I know. Yeah. Um, I love chiropractic. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so the lovely little kitty ended up with um, cancer. Oh. And she went in and had surgery, had it removed, mm -hmm. came out flying colors. Excellent. Doing beautifully. Christmas miracle. Doing beautiful. And literally, it, it was so weird. And this is why I'm telling the story. One, because it's a beautiful story. And she's doing great right now. And hopefully, knock on all things in this office that are not wood, because there's nothing in here that's wood. Um, but hopefully, she'll do really. She's young. She's eight and a half. So she should do yep. hopefully great and get all of her stuff. But she was like an actual knockoff of exactly the same thing that Mush had, oh, like back okay. in the day. Wow. Like before he had all the stuff this year. Yeah. So it was in that same surgery, the whole thing. And I was so excited that she came through and so little christmas miracle and so christmas eve eve it started and then christmas eve she had the surgery and christmas day she came home <laughs> so it was a little stressful wow. for those people so wow. anyway um yeah. i just thought it was a, a lovely um because there's a lot of other stories that were out there that were like brutal this year if you watch social media yep. for things that were sad and things that happened and all kinds of other things see mush sent that cat to you this is what i'm saying yep. this is what i'm i'm thinking that mush through her, Frida, you know, yep. I helped Frida through mush. And so, yep. yeah, I, I, I believe that. So if they're listening, so, but I keep I'm saying my Charlie, my other Aussie sent this Aussie to me. Yes. So, um, well, she, Frida's not mine. Yeah. No, but, I know, but, but I mean, but I think mush channeled yeah. it through me to get to her yeah. that do this. Think so, of the odds. I know. That, yeah. I know. Exactly. Yeah. And speaking of the person that actually I'm talking about who owns Frida is actually texting me as, as she, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Isn't that funny? Yep. Um, what day did they pay the bill? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, so here's the other thing. This was very heartwarming. Um, uh, she, they put up a GoFundMe because they're a young couple. Yep. And so they put up a GoFundMe. And if you follow me on social media, there is a GoFundMe page that they're trying to raise because it, it was it was costly, as you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, so I believe that they're at three thousand dollars this morning. So if you are on nice. my social media, yeah. um, they're trying to raise ten. I can't remember how much it was. You know how it's expensive, and then of course all the follow up treatment. So, but they're a young couple, and you yeah. know they're up, they're just up and starting, and whatever, and you know, and and 
And for everybody out there, that's a nice area that was said, I would just euthanize. No, we don't do that. Yeah. If you can, you know, there's ways to, you know, I mean, they're family, you know, so. And if you don't want to have a cat or a dog or a guinea pig or a snake or a goat or whatever, and you don't want to take on the responsibility, then you shouldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's like, it's like when people say, you know, well, you can't give your kid back. Why would you? Whatever. Yeah. So I thought it was a heartwarming story. So if you are on my Facebook page, you will see that I did share their story and I, and please, you know, whatever. But I thought it was a lovely Christmas miracle story. Do you have pet insurance? Hi, hi, Bruce. Um, I, uh, first of all, what did he say? Petco cuts nails for $20. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't trust Petco with yeah. my own nails. <laughs> yeah. I, I have Especially a couple of tricky situations. Well, I have, I have a couple of, clients that have actually worked for Petco and oh. have told me some stories and I will never <laughs> no, no offense to Petco or Banff but mm, yep. nope not because because I have clients that literally work there and have said mm, don't bring your animals here so I wouldn't kennel them there I wouldn't have them clipped there I wouldn't do anything there mm -mm. not surprised but thank you for your insight Bruce that was lovely but what, what I was about to say that I forgot now because you interrupted me I asked if you had pet insurance. Oh, pet insurance. Um, okay, ready for the humor in this? Are you freaking kidding me? Do you know how I, I can't get pet insurance on anybody? Because by the time I get to go to get pet insurance, they've got like cancer, diabetes, oh. pancreatitis. Like pfft. the only person in my house that a person, cat. The only cat in my house that has pet insurance is Bean. And thank God, because he's fat. <laughs> he gets fat shame. He's 20 pounds. Because we have insurance for the dog, because those types of bills scare the living daylights out of me. Well, And being, I cannot make that decision. I will, you know, it's just, it's crazy. You can't make what decision? They, they talk about, you get to a point where you're, you're in multi-thousands of dollars oh. for treatment, and people are saying euthanize. It's like, I, I can't, yeah. It's like, would you do that to your kid? This is what I'm saying. Yeah. And it comes down to people like I follow a, a, a site on um, Facebook that has to do with you, only vets can reply. It kind of annoys me because only vets can reply and they're very um, punitive to people when they you know say anything and then they delete the post if it's yeah. not, you know, so, but people ask some of the most interesting questions and then pose questions like about like, is it really worth it saving? I'm like, oh. So I had to, I actually had to snooze my feed over the weekend for 30 days because I couldn't take it anymore because people were just like, I, why would I ever? Um... The reason I asked because of the class and we've talked about those a lot. So it's a, it's a big deal, but I saw a job listing the other day where they were offering pet insurance as a benefit. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's great. Well, if you have, if you have older, well, I could get pet insurance on echo cause she's 18, but it's, so expensive yep. because she's 18 yep. beans like cheap because he's five and yep. he has, you know, so, so I could get it on her. Yeah. But the other ones, well, they've all had, I don't know. I think that the other two only had thyroid issues and I had them, I had the thyroids, um, radio cat. They had, they're no longer, they have no illness. So I don't think they have a pre existing condition anymore. So they could probably get, um, insurance i think i get a thing from progressive that they're offering they do progressive offers it Pet i go through i use pumpkin there's my little plug for pumpkin okay do you use pumpkin no don't fetch know. they have pumpkin and fetch and there's mary good morning mary my friend from florida see that's a decision that's no decision we yep, accept being pet parents for life not for convenience that's true 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 yep. um um 
yes. And then I had to have a debate this morning with my lovely doctor about um, shots, vaccinations for older animals, because I've recently seen, you know, multiple animals in my own practice with people that have gotten vaccinated and ended up with pretty severe reactions for really? weeks on end and almost, almost killed a kitten. Because the, the, the vaccinations, like the rabies, December, and all that right out of the gate for, like, kittens, they give a full adult dose vial. Oh. And I'm like, mm, that's, yeah. you know, and if you look at, I follow all the research on all the animal stuff, as you know. And I'm like, mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's so, a lot. That is a lot. So, well, and, yeah. And then the poor kitten, and the kitten's getting better, but kitten started eating the the, the litter. It's the clumping litter, so it got stuck in its colon. Like, it was Ugh. just a hot mess. Anyway, Merry Christmas. Yes. Happy New Year. Had to have an enema. <laughs> just I'm not had, kidding. Just had to work that in it. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I had to have an enema. Couldn't let it be. Oh, my God. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> Didn't need to know that's where that went. Okay. So, <laughs> so I thought it was a lovely... I, there were lots of little heartwarming stories over the weekend about things like that. But that, that main one with the cat that I helped with the information yep. and getting them to the right spot and having the lovely doctor that has done things for me in the past help um, was lovely. And now Frida is on the road to recovery. I think she's so cute. Yay, Frida. Yay, Frida. Um, anyway, so uh, moving along because it's New Year's. Yes. And you know. We don't do resolutions. That's right. Because they get you in the butt. Yep. So I thought today I would talk a little bit about um, the mental health and well-being of going into the new year in a different way, sort of the same, but not because I like to change it up a little bit. But finding the finding like one or two, not ten, but one or two really specific um, words that mean something to you. I can't say it yet. Hold on. Um, I, I saw you highlight it, so it means That's I should read fine. it. No. And. Fine. Uh, on the last point. So um, one or two words that really mean something for going into the new year for yourself. So um, one of the reasons why f goals or resolutions fail largely, even though I've talked about it in this one way, but one of the things I was thinking about over the weekend is people fail, so to speak, because they get reminiscent in, in the failure of it potentially and anticipating it coming as mm -hmm. opposed to setting themselves up for the success of it right. coming really um, stacking losses instead of stacking and, and they, and yeah. they stack the loss before they even get out of the yep. gate. They're already planning the plan B plan C like the, so, and I, the reason why it came up is because I listened to multiple conferences. So all the heartwarming things were going on, but I was also listening to all this other <laughs> rhetoric around me about, you know, the, the failures of, of people's conversations of what, you know, they wanted to do and how they do and what, how they feel and what they're going to do. And, you know, and I saw a couple of gifts get given over the last week that, you know, set people up for success. Like, you know, and then in my head, I like the idea of the gift itself, like there's, you know, there's these journal dream guides and, you know, how to set yourself up for success. And yep. then there's the, the money saving books. And then there's the life plan. They're all great, but they, have they don't have the fail safes in them which is you know the the mindset and the positive self-talk of how to get yourself through to be um giving yourself permission to have an off moment an off day not letting that get you down right. and so on so so there's there's three there's three that i consider i call it the pap 
and it's not a pap smear. So let's just get that straight. <laughs> so, so there's three. <laughs> I'm funny today, right? Yeah, it's funny. Come on, see. Yeah. Um, somebody tell me I'm funny. You don't mean it. So, so there's, there's. You're always funny. <laughs> I'd rather be funny than funny looking. Ah. <laughs> you saw that one yeah. coming. Yeah. Okay. So procrastination, perfectionism and avoidance. And I did a PPA. So it's procrastination, avoidance, and perfectionism. Or you could do it in the other pap. It's yep. just a pap, right? So those three things tend to get in people's way of any kind of forward movement, whether it's New Year's, whether it's a new goal in June, you know, but this is that time of year. And oh, I've, and I've been hearing it. And already, I, yeah. oh, well, and that because everyone's like, I'm on reset reset from what? So, you know, two yeah. weeks ago, I said, why are we starting on the first when we can start today? Right. You know, I saw people on the way here today, you know, out running, you know, I could tell they had their new Christmas running stuff on, you know, yep. good. They're out there doing it. Right. I, I would imagine those people are people that were doing it anyway. So, but nonetheless, it's don't wait for a date to start. You know, it's, I, I mean, that's the, there's a lot of people that say, you know, like the quit smoking regimen and, you know, start dieting on this day. Like, you know, dieting is, death don't die there's a word yeah. die in it for a reason <laughs> right? well that's the first failure because nobody does anything on january 1st right so you're already behind well yeah because it's it's a it's a screwy day yeah right because it's a day you know it's unless you're really committed so here's the here's the two words like you pick your two words so th th this year my two words are i don't want to tell people but i'm gonna um <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. So, well, you live with intention. So mm -hmm. the word intention, so daily meaningful, you know, intention, and then live with gratitude, right? So, so intention and gratitude on a daily. Now you can build goals around that. So you lit, you get up and you intention the day with something is your intention to make sure that you don't. So I have an intention because I can't sit as long as I do because I'm starting to get an Achilles tendonitis because my sitting habits are creating a problem in my mm. leg. Mm. So my intention is that I got a walking pad for the office. I have informed my clients that I'll be walking while I'm talking to them at times in front of them, which will be very odd. Not all of them will like it. Yep. So I won't be doing it in front of them, but I will be up moving more times, not because I sit too long. Right. Yep. So with the intention of the fact that I know that several doctors have said, if you continue to sit 12 to 14 hours a day, like I do with, client after client after client, you're shortening your life by another 15 years. Hmm. That's, a lot. That's a lot. So for people that do sit at their jobs for eight, 10, 12 hours a day and don't do, you know, and even they even said, even if you're moving, which I know, even if you're moving after, like I'm, you know, yeah. a gym warrior, right? It doesn't matter because you're sitting, 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 and then you slam in, you know, it's like the exercise at the end of the day. Right. And then you do it. It's your body's like, what is going on? So it sets you up for all kinds of, you know, cortisol dump. It sets you up for cardiovascular issues. So I'm immediately going to start reversing this because I'm not doing this. So I bought myself a walking pad. I didn't even ask for it for Christmas. I bought it myself. Mm -hmm. And a walking pad for people that don't know what that is. You can even, if you're home, you can, it's, it's a, like a mini treadmill that's not, you know, it, it's not going to go a million miles an hour, but it will go up to like 6.0, which has a good, pretty wow. good pace. Yeah. Um, and you can get them on Amazon and they're different brands or whatever, but it doesn't have like a rail. You can't hang on, but you can move on it. So at least you keep moving throughout yep. the day. Um, so do yourself a favor. If you're a couch potato and you like to hang out 
and you like to watch your shows, put your, you know, just walk for 20, 30 minutes on it a couple times a day. Um, so living with intention. So that's one of the intentions is really doing that because it makes it, it's right there. It, I'm, I put it in motion. I have the intention to do it. And when you have an intention and you put the things in place to make it happen, it's more likely going to happen. Now, the fact that I also told you about it and a lot of other people know about it and every single person yeah. in my practice knows about it. One, there's accountability because people right. will ask, but also it's a modeling thing. I also practice what I preach. I tell everyone, you got to move, you got to move, you got to move. And now I'm like, I've got an Achilles issue coming and I'm supposed to run the marathon and I'm get four or five miles in right now and I'm getting really tight in the heel and whatever. And they're like, that's because you're sitting too long. So that's, that's a, why, not good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Um, and then the, and then the attitude don't of gratitude. Like like <laughs> so, and then the attitude of gratitude now, gratitude now see it's, you know, that's that cliche thing. It's, but I don't mean it in that way. And um, it's more about being um, grateful to be able to plan. I just spit on myself. Sorry. Did you see that? <laughs> Excuse me. No. Um, oh, good. I'm glad I did. Um, but the gratitude to be able to plan, to like be really mindful, maybe mindful is a better word, being mindful or being thoughtful or aware that every day is an opportunity to create something. And I have gratitude that I can create something new and not have it be yep. a mess. Or and, and you've got to create something realistic, reasonable, rational. So you can be, at the end of the day, grateful that, wow, I got to have that done, or I did that, yep. or I got it, you know, like, and I've been, so I started this about three weeks ago. And so I already did it anyways, but I'm really upped the game on it because I really feel yeah like it needs to happen. Now I'm always been trained just because of like my gymnastics background and just my own constitution. I'm really good at keeping to my plans, but for people predominantly that are not because they get into the pap they get into the perfectionism yep. and the avoidance yep. and the procrastination and the perfectionism is if i can't do it perfectly so right. let's talk about that for a second if i can't do it perfectly or even the thought of like i start it and it's not perfect enough then i'm it's gonna fail right so when you take the thing like food you eat something and it's not the right thing right, right? the right thing right so i made these amazing no, this is anti me, but I made these amazing sticky buns <laughs> for, for Christmas, right? Yep. Um, I didn't eat one, but everybody else did, or most people did, right? But I know that I could see one or two of the people that did, they were doing the mind thing in their head of like, they had one, then they had two. Yeah. And then, they, you know, it was like they got into that. Well, I wasn't perfect and I had one. So therefore, no, it's like you could have, and I said to one of them, I said, you could have one and now you're going to the rest of the day. Cause they even said out loud, this is my whole calorie count for the day. I'm like, oh, yep. bad mindset, right? We're into that mode. So it's the perfectionism or when you're doing like a workout, cause I'm picking the top things are always people's new year's resolutions. You're doing a workout. You want to work out. It's got to be perfect. People won't, did you know people will, one of the number one reasons why people won't go into the gym at the beginning of the year is because they feel that they look too heavy or they look too fat. They don't want people to see them. I believe So it. they avoid, so they can't be perfect. So they avoid it and procrastinate. So now they've got all the path. I tell them join Planet Fitness. And I, that, that, this is what I'm talking about though. Yeah. I say the same thing and people, people are like, no, I can't be seen. I'm like, have you been in Planet Fitness? Yeah, this is like perfect. Like you fit right in. Mm-hmm. 
because nobody cares. Plus, yeah, no, exactly. It's, nobody it's, cares. It's very different than going into like a Bally's or right. or Gold's Gym. It really is because I go to Planet Fitness and yeah. I'm like, nobody cares. It's like perfect. Um, in fact, but people, people get so embrace much embrace that, right? But people get so much caught up into the socialized shame piece of like, I don't look the part, and it's like you're going there to, so that you can feel better. Um, My predominant thought is always good for you. Right. So it's never shame. It's not. Yeah. But see, but you have a different mindset when yeah. you're in, the, when you're in the mindset of not living in the intention, but living in the reminiscing of the failure, you will do what you just said. Yeah. You will get into, it's not, I'm not perfect enough. Therefore I can't until I'm perfect enough. It's like cleaning the house for the housekeeper. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was, <clears throat> so that was, you know, my friend Billy who passed away in my home a couple of years ago. Yeah. Right. That was his big thing all the time. It's like, I'll go when I'm, thinner i'll go when i'm healthier and I'm, i'd always say to him you can't get healthy until you start going and he's yeah. like i don't want to embarrass myself i don't right it's the same thing it's but like, that's not what the culture is not a plan of fitness anyway. well and that right yeah. and i'm like nobody cares i mean yeah. there are some like super fit people it and and even those people you know if you go to like a different gym those are those people that walk around like oh, i'm so amazing at planet fitness where i am my planet people walk around super fit you would never know that they even care about what anybody, because they're paying attention to what they're doing. And then you see people that are just like hot messes, like hot messes and nobody cares. Nope. It's like everyone's there doing, 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 doing. So um, I think that's super important to understand that that's there, but people are not perfect and people get stuck in, I'm not perfect, which has to do with shame. Yep. And therefore they will not do it because I have to, it, it's like, you know, I have to clean the house before the house cleaners come. If it's not, then why bother? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, it's a mental failure setup. The house and, is a mess. I can't leave that for the house, <laughs> the house cleaner. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and, and we all fall into those categories. So you have to know where you are in that. So you can set yourself up for, for success. And that's where going to living with intention is. I intentionally will go to the gym, even if I know I don't look the way I want to, I don't feel the way I want to. I'm going to put my blinders on. I always tell people that have this issue with the perfectionism thing. I'm like, put your earphones in, look at the TV. Don't look around you, put your blinders on essentially and just do it and get in and get out until yeah. you feel like, okay. Cause you're going to, you're going to see that no one's watching you. Right. And if they are, it's like a mere glance over. And again, I think it's, I think that's not, all the culture I've ever seen is everyone's fine. And everyone's like, yeah, good for you. Keep going. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like what well, I, I was saying to someone last week. It's not like when you're out on the street and you see someone that's like walking down the street that's clearly not at the gym and they're stuffing their face with something yeah. and they're like, you're like, yeah. And then it's a whole different mindset. Right. But you're in the gym. Everyone's there for the shared universal experience of being in a healthier space. And this isn't me pushing exercise. This is me knowing that the top five things for New Year's resolutions, three of them have to do with health and exercise. <laughs> one's finances, and then one is just better relationships. And that's like so far down the line yep. on this list. It's literally diet, exercise, better mental health, and finances. Those are those top four. And then we go to relationships. I watch how to eat too, but that perfectionism, if you slip, you slip, just get back on the horse. That's right. But, but people who have the perfectionistic thing, which is a lot of people, yeah. most people, right. They get into this thing in the new year's resolution is a slip means failure. And then therefore they get the, the efforts like yeah. effort. I'm going to just eat it. All. Right. And then they give up. This is why 14 days into January, the party's over. Um, right? I slipped up. I get these cookies, Italian cookies from this company in New Jersey from a client of mine. And it's like, I've rifled through those things. And it's like, I, I felt bad, but it's like, okay, well, it's done. Just I'll be better going forward. 
there you, well, it's not even being better. See, that's the right. Yeah. It's it's just that you're gonna just not eat. You don't have any left probably because you ate them all. Because <laughs> I got because <laughs> so you ate them all and you felt like I didn't crap. eat them all, but, but you were close. I, I got into them pretty good. Yeah. So and yeah. now you're just like okay. So it's not being. It, you're not bad. See, that's the other thing. Yeah. The language is, I didn't work out, therefore I'm bad. I ate this thing, so I'm bad. Like yeah. you know, it's about if you live with the intention that you're doing things towards health. If you live with the intention that you are going through the day to have a grateful moment at the end of the day that, oh, I did a great thing today for myself, or I did a great thing for others, or I, you know, whatever it is, then it's very different than oh, I did something bad. And so I just might as well just yeah. screw it and stack do more. your wins, take your right. wins and stack them. And the mindset most of the time is not win stacking. And we're not trained to win stack. No. We just aren't. Culturally, we're not win stackers. No. Unfortunately, the brain is there to keep you alive, not make you happy. I love that. You yeah, still it's have perfect. A, I, know. I know it's going to be the title of my book. <laughs> Seriously, well, I that's, know. that's the brain's job. It's survival to keep you alive. Right. It's just threat generates. That's what it does. Well, right. And so we and we accommodate the threats constantly. Yeah. And that's why we end up not keeping our goals, mm -hmm. you know, so um, don't bite off more than you can chew. No pun intended, right. like literally come out of the gate. If you know, if you're waiting truly till Monday, whatever, then really specifically go into it with like the smallest goal. Stay away from if you're if you're doing weight loss, stay away from the scale. You don't need to be on the scale at no. first. You know, you might want to weigh yourself the first time as much as that might be painful. Yeah. So you jump on the scale. Cause I mean, there's people that are in lovely denial about the fact that they weigh as much as they do. They're like, you know, it's kind of like when you ask someone, so how much do you drink? You know? Yeah. And they'll say like two glasses, you know, that's four, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not stupid. I'm like, if I mean drinking two, it means I probably had, four, right. Yeah. It's the same thing with, with, you know, weight. People will be like, yeah, I'm two fifteen. No, you're like 285 and they just, it, they want it to be 215. Yep. They want it to be one cheeseburger, no fry. Like it's, it's the mind game yep. that they play to make it feel better, but they're just denying themselves what the reality is. Then you can't really work at it. So you can jump on the scale first. If you don't want to do that, then you don't, but then you have, you go by feel. And then after you keep going, it's just one or two days at a time. It's just like the AANA sayings. Yeah. One day at a time, you're just trying to make the best choices to stay on your intention of the day, which is be healthy, yep. not be thin, not be fit today. It's just be healthy. What choices did you make today that are healthy, right? Um, finances. Now we jump over so that people don't think it's just harping on like food and diet. The financial thing, people get into this mindset of January 1st because yep. everyone just spent lots of money on Christmas and, you know, okay, reset. Okay, they have, you know, we're going to do the envelope technique. We're going to put a savings account together. We're going to get a financial planner. We're going to invest in, okay. Do you know how many people don't do that? All of them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, I have more conversations outside of this other issue, what we were just talking about about finances and people because people immediately go into, well, I really wanted this. I really wanted that. I it's really want to go same get tools. this. It's the same, same well, it's tools. the same brain same space. Skill set. Yeah. That's right. It's the same yeah. brain space. It's the same addiction space. Yeah. Um, so some people have food, health, and financial issues. And then some people have no food and health issues, but they have this financial issue and relationship issues yeah. because that creates a problem. So there's a lot of like intertwining things there. So, but the financial again, biting off little pieces 
don't bite off more than you can chew. Don't set yourself up to fail. Get a win every day. Put a dollar away every day. Put I, Some of the people around me got these cute little books that, and I think they're great for everybody because I know a lot of people have trouble saving. It's a book that's labeled every single like one to a hundred. So you put a $1 in the one spot, you put $2 yeah. in two spots, right? And right. And at the end of the year, if you do that over and over, whatever, you get like $5,050. If you double it up, it's 10,000. Right. So what a great way to do it. If you're yeah. going to do it, you know, I know people that will do it and they'll do it for the first month and then they'll blow through the money. They'll take the money out and blow through it. Hi, Cassie. Good morning. Oh, I just smacked my thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. And instant gratification is one of the things that gets in the way. So Cassie just said, you know, about she, you know, gets that thing. And that and that gets in. But that's the stacking. the win. That's exactly what we're talking about. Because instead of saying I'm going to lose 20 pounds starting January 1st, like I'm going to go to the gym January 1st. Right. Walk well, in the door. Well, right. That's a win. So, so. And it's instant gratification. So it is instant gratification, but that's not the instant gratification that people are thinking. No, people are thinking, yeah. I want to be 20 pounds lighter now. Exactly. Or I want to not eat that now or whatever it is, or I want a million dollars now. Right. But here's, so the, the last P that, or I should have done it in the order of perfectionism, avoidance, procrastination. Procrastination is to Cassie's point. We procrastinate by putting in front of I want to do these things and I'm going to avoid what I need to do because it's a, I'm a, it's a, I'm going to avoid the things that are painful because the things that I can do really easily and the things those make me happy. And therefore I get an instant win, right. but they don't go to the big thing that I really want. Cause this is giving me instant gratification. Whereas, Oh, tomorrow, you know, the famous last words, you know, tomorrow, Oh, tomorrow, I can do it tomorrow or yep. next week. And, you know, by the time you're doing that, we're back at next, this coming year coming up at the end of year, me talking to you about the same thing because it's going to be the same exact thing. Well, I didn't do it this year. What happened? Well, by February it was out. I was done. Yep. And it's that instant, you know, right to it. Instant gratification. Um, and we love that. We love to sure. not hold. Um, and, and I think that generationally, um, it's harder and harder as the generations have come up through because the generation that I see like from. Because we no longer 10, parent delayed gratification. Yeah. It's yeah. just instant. Like, okay, I don't want to hear my kid zip about whatever, or I don't want to have them be upset. And, and the, you know, the permissive indulgent friend parent kind of thing. It's just, oof. and then you've got entitlement and then you wonder you don't, but lots of people will be, I don't understand why my kid's doing this. I'm like, really? Yeah. Well, you have to say no. No is a full sentence. Now, that's the other piece of this year's resolution for people that I've been telling people, not for me, because no is always a full sentence in my book. It has been for at least 15, 16 years because <laughs> I had to learn that well, you had really, to develop I, had to, I had to develop some serious boundaries yeah. around certain people and no had to be an okay thing and me sit with it okay. And that's hard. Because, you know, you get labeled like, oh, well, yeah. you know, God forbid. It, people don't look at it as a boundary that's healthy. They look at it as a, um, a block to their toxicity. Therefore, that's a bad thing and right. you're bad for doing it. Um, but, but being able to say, no, this is a um, full sentence and I'm saying, no, I can't. I won't. I'm not going to move on this point. And you can do whatever you want, but yep. I'm not moving on it. Um, 
so that you can keep yourself healthy. That now that's around anything. That's around the relationship issues. That's around finances. It's a good skill that's, set. It's such a good yeah. skill set. I had a client leaving out of my office the other day with their grandmother, and she got in the car and 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 I was leaving. And so I leaned into the car and grandmother was talking to me and I said, remember, no is a full sentence. <laughs> and the young girl who's in college looked at me and she said, I know, but she's at that age where she's doing not enough. I not enough. No. Yep. And it's people pleasing and yes. just, you know, and then it gets her into her worried about feeling guilty that she um, isn't perfect enough so then she procrastinates the things that she really wants to do because she doesn't set the boundary up. Right. And then she avoids other things because, you know, like they're not as fun or she will see, be seen as being boring because she decided to do this or not do that. And she doesn't want to spend the money. Like it's, you know, yep. and, and you also have to look at why you're doing, why are you eating? Why are you spending? Why are you not mm -hmm. going to, there's emotional reasons, yep. mental health wise, that you're not doing the things that you want. You want to be healthier. You want to lose weight. You want to save money for a vacation. You want to have better relationships. You want all those things, but what's getting in your way? Well, Truthfully. To and Cassie's people, point, instant gratification right. in, many places, in many cases. Well, yeah. yeah. So instant gratification because it, right. And also um, there's fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. huge fear of missing out. People think that they're missing out on if I don't eat that, or if I don't have the cheesecake, or if I don't, you know, if I don't buy that, that purse or that wallet, like there's these things that people have that yep. they get into um, that they don't realize that, you know, they can still get that. I mean, it's such a great, I think it's such a great technique psychologically. If you, God, I can't tell you how many times I've looked at something and said, I really want that. And then I'll walk away on purpose think about it for a day or two and then I'll come back and I'll look at it again. And then sometimes it's been a wonderful thing because someone's bought it and it's no longer there yep. yay, for me, but it, right. Or I'll come back. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really want it because you've given your instant gratification need a moment to go. Yeah. Oh, what happens. And I have several clients that do this and we're working on their shopping addiction, right? Is that they'll, they don't do that. We've tried. Right. But, but they come back to me and say, after they've gone and purchased, then they're like, oh, now I want this other thing. Like they, it, the, the cup gets filled up for the moment. It gives that emotional fill because it's emotional fulfilling. And then it's like, oh, okay, now it's over. So yep. I had a client a couple of years ago who was racking up at probably a thousand dollars of purchases a week at, you know, TJ Maxx and Marshall's. Wow. Yeah. And then she'd get them home and then she returned them all like in two days because she didn't want them. She didn't need them it was just the moment like, Oh, I want this. And, and it was clothes, suitcase. She doesn't travel clothes, suitcases, <laughs> like all the stuff yeah. that just was stuff. She doesn't cook. She would buy cruset pans and like, yeah. you know, you know, like just the purchase, you know, it was just to be able to be like, Oh, I really want this. And that intention of, you know, I have, I have a family member in my life that was always a collector of magazines with recipes, uh, <laughs> you, right? Yeah. And it's these is the million stack of recipe magazines. And it's always, what are you doing with those? Well, I'm going to make that someday. I will tell you that I know a woman <laughs> that has, I call it the Ho Chi Minh trail. <laughs> you have to get past the Ho Chi Minh trail. And if you guys don't know that reference from yeah. Vietnam, like it's a small little trail that you have to traverse to get through, to get to the other side. Yeah. Right. And it's just stacked with, magazines of cookbooks and magazines of things that she's going to cook and she cooks but she only cooks the same amazing she's right. a very great cook 
but it's all this intention in our head, but it's why does someone hoard? Why does someone collect? Why right. does someone, because instant gratification and it's a fear of missing out of this thing. And it's like, but, and I always tell people now when they do that, I'm like, you know, you can get that online. You know, you can just type in that recipe and it will pop right up. Yep. Like you can just put in any casserole, you can make it up yourself and it will still pop up whatever, because everything that's in those magazines is now online. Mm -hmm. But you get people who are like, oh no, I have to have it. I have to touch it. I have to feel it. I'm like, oh boy. Right. But that's the, that's the mental health issue of it because it's a, it's an anxiety. But piece. that's the real win of delayed gratification in exactly what you talked about. It's like, you look at it, you, you put it away for a while and then you come back and you see if your desire is the same. It just reminded me of the whole uh, Gita podcast I did uh, before. And it, that was the talk about desire and not being attached to anything, because what happens is you get attached to something and you get it and you instantly want more. And you, you know, you either instantly want more or you're anxious about losing whatever it is you got. Right. And you buy the nice car and you're worried about it getting scratched or breaking down or something like that. It's just like desire never brings you happiness. Well, and I think people think that it will, yeah. and therefore it's the same thing with all these things that people set themselves up for their new year yeah. resolution, you know, that this is going to bring me happiness. And, and you'll see a lot of writing. If you, if you're online right now and going into the new year, you know, all the algorithms really push, like be happy this year, be, yeah. this is happiness is not, you know, I tend to stay away from happiness, not because I don't want you, I don't use that word because that word has so much, um, pressure it's more about where's your joy where's your passion where's the thing that you love what can you put your energy into that really gives you something that you feel good about that's i guess happiness versus really being like what makes you happy because people have a really hard time really truly answering that from a healthy spot like well, what makes you happy versus what what makes you have joy but like, people think that happiness is constant and it isn't and it's, it's not finding moments it's it's like when we're never constantly happy so it's, so here's a, unrealistic. I'm, I'm gonna relate this to like the addiction piece right because yeah. now this is whatever addiction whether it's shopping eating because eating is an addiction right um drugs alcohol excessive working out whatever is giving you the rush to feel good right the addiction thing is when people have um, that that need to to keep doing it over and over to feel like somehow they're they're going to get enough. It's going to fill them up enough. It's going to give them the things that they never had, and they keep getting disappointed by it because it's never it's never quite it doesn't hit the mark of the the level of what they're looking for because to your point people who are in addiction actively always think that the and i say always because it's consistently always always think that the happiness bar we'll call it the happiness bar mm -hmm. even though is always up here that it, the feeling is all yeah. that people no. normally function at this level and i always say people function at this flat line level on a daily the flat line is here and then the day yep. is really a slow roll of a wave and occasionally it has a huge peak on occasion and then it has a dip here and there. And if you're sort of more depressed person or more anxious, you might have more of those dips, but in general happiness or joy or passion is kind of like a mainstay of just being at calm or at baseline peace with a few hills and valleys. Well, it's mitigating the downs. Right. It's being able to handle the downs and, right. and min not minimize them, but certainly bring them down a little bit. 
and finding the joyful moments because a lot of people don't find the joyful moments. And by the way, it's moments. Yes. Well, and, and moments meaning like seconds sometimes, yeah, sometimes or, or, or a few minutes or just an hour or some event or some experience. But you know the dirty little secret? That's enough. Right. <laughs> right. But people don't think that that's yeah. enough. That's why people who are in addiction feel like they haven't quite made it. Um, Mary, Mary just said that she knows someone that's addicted to being sad and depressed. Yeah. That is a very, first of all, excellent, excellent yep. point actually, because people do get into what we, you know, what we call in psychology, learned helplessness. There is a looping vicious cycle of, I call it the Eeyore syndrome. Yeah. Why bother going out yeah. when you have to come back? Right. Yeah. So it's Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Um, and it's the addiction or it's the reliance on sadness and depression. There's a couple of reasons why people, there's numerous reasons, but I can name you a couple of reasons right off the top of why people tend to get into that is because they've been modeled that. So yep. they have someone in their life that is similar and has showed them that that's how to be. But the secondary thing is that there's a thing called secondary gain. They get attention for it. Yep. They actually get a, and not a good attention, they want attention. Typically they'll say they don't, but what they're doing is they're getting attention. Yep. They're seeking it through that and they get a payoff because people pay attention to, Oh, there's this person's sad. This person's down as opposed to, and that doesn't mean that they don't have maybe something clinically wrong and that they they have, but there's the learned helplessness piece, which is if anyone's interested, you can go out and read Marty Sel Martin Seligman. He's very famous for learned help helplessness and learned optimism um, and how we become modeled into being very empty cup, full cup. And we are a society of very empty cuppers. Can I propose a third? Sure. It's an excuse not to achieve. It's mm. an excuse not to work. It's an excuse not to Well, that's and improve. that's and that's a modeled thing too. Yeah. That's so people will be like, "Oh, they're just that way." No. People are modeled. You don't become that way. You know, there's that's not a gene. <laughs> <laughs> there are genes for depression, depression, there's genes for anxiety, sure. But that thing you just said, that's a modeling environmental um learned experience to become like that you know it's, it's where you lessen the pressure of expectations right right yeah. and then and then it's like oh well i don't have to right i mean it, you know I, I mean there's very specific cases that i could that i have talked about and could talk about where people have very influential people in their lives telling them like don't worry you don't have to do that because you know you you could marry it literally you could marry a man and he'll be wealthy and and you don't have to work or have a degree or know how to read yep. no lie um know how to read yeah <laughs> words words told to a child that i know wow right that came up yeah. through and and also then um you know more probably the person would say they were being facetious but message was given multiple mm -hmm. times yep. right um that and and then other messages like you know you're old, you know, we've done this, you're old, it, you, you're going to, you know, you're going to have aches and pains. It's okay. You're just old. Yeah. There's the, you know, that's a big one. I've done that, that to myself. Right. And that's, and that's a model thing. Cause you've heard that. That's a societal thing of like, yeah. well, you know, which has shifted. The trend is not towards that now. Like we, well, that was a huge turning point for me because it was like, well, I've got weight and my back is killing me. Right. Well, that's just what you get for being old. Right. Which is not true. And then I got my back fixed and it was like, wow, 
know, it's not an age thing. It's it's I worked myself there. Exactly. Yeah. And and then so and so to the other point of one. I mean, there's so many messages, but the other point of being like, you know, people who say, you know, God, so many people do. Again, a couple of really specific examples that I know in my practice and in personal life where they have very influential people. And that's what it is. It's an influential person in someone's life, a family member who is deemed as being very influential to them will say things like, you're fat. You're going to be fat. It's in the genes. You're just like me. No, yeah, that's a choice. Not, not, I'm not saying being fat is right, but putting food in your mouth, choosing things that you could be doing that are healthy. You don't, you don't just, you can fight genes. Yeah. There's things to do. It's not, we don't just lay down and go, well, I'm, and I'm using the word fat because that was the word that was used yeah. in this, in this actual, uh, these examples. No, that's, it's not a gene. Yes. You could have, I, I have, we'll call it, I have fat genes. I have a, a whole family of fat genes. Yeah. Right. And I work out every day with intention, not because I'm a gym snob, not be, because one, it helps my mental health because I watched being modeled that if you, I watched the sadness, I watched the depression and people that, you know, sat in their weight yeah. and had the excuses and had the pizza. And like, I just, you know, there's, you have to be able to see your environment for what it is instead of succumbing to, well, that influential person must know because they're my relative. They're my best friend's mother. They're yeah. my whatever. And so they, they must have know. my best interest. At heart. And, and yeah. it's like, well, but you're doing exactly what they're doing and they're, they're not healthy or they're doing something. And they're like that, you know, to, if you're talking to someone that for instance is overweight, has two knee bypasses, can barely move, has, you know, heart stuff, fluid around it and all the stuff. And they're telling you that it's, you know, you're in your family and it's okay. And yeah. it's genes. You should be doing something. Cause yeah. that means there's, there's depression. That person's got depression and some sort of anxiety and mental health, not mental disorder, but mental health issue going on that makes them feel that this is. That's absolving them of responsibility for their situation. For, right. And yeah. therefore passing it along. So it's yeah. that intergenerational pass, which makes this whole perfection avoidance and procrastination thing for the new year very present for people yep. across those five things that i gave you you know diet exercise mental health relationships and finances those are all modeled things you talk about finances people who come from you know like look at all the people that came from the depressive area i mean depression area mm -hmm. era oh yeah. words right look at the, how the fallout of the modeling came from that. You see people that have come out from the depression era still very much either. I see either people being big hoarders, very heavy, 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 tight, you know, frugal tight, yeah. you know, like where are you going with the money? Cause you yeah. know, you know, um, very popperish in terms of, to their, to their benefit because they only eat certain things. Like they're very specific because yep. they were trained through modeling. So you can see it come out in different phases of culture over different eras yep. and generations. And then it gets intergenerationally passed and it's across those five top things that people go towards. So for the new year's resolution. So look at where you came from, look at where your messages are from. What messages do you have to get rid of in your head that are really getting in your way and giving you a detriment to moving forward doesn't mean you don't love the person that's influential in your life whatever but you have to be able to like, that's just not for me you know you have people that will say you know nobody's nobody's gonna love you like your family loves you mm. and i always say well yeah, yeah that you, you, family will over love you 
for good or bad. Right. Yeah. Fam family will, over, you know, codependency oftentimes is over loving, yeah. right? It's you're codependent and you build codependency. I've had in the past few weeks, several cases of people saying, um, to their adult children and their younger children, like you don't need anyone else in your life. You have us. Ooh. Right. That's yeah. not healthy. No, that's not a healthy message. And that's not new. Like there's a yeah. lot of people actually say that it's just underground. Like, you know, kind of like when you grow up and whatever happens inside the house, you don't let anyone know, yeah. you know, it's kind of see, you know, everything has to look beautiful out here, but inside the yeah. house, you know, um, it's that interloper thing. And so then you get this circle that's really tight and unhealthy where you raise very depressed, anxious people because they can't leave the bubble because they feel guilty or, or, um, like they're betraying the family. And that or, happens in early relationships too. Yes, young relationships yes. that try to create a bubble to, for security and trying to keep right for assurance yeah. that makes, right. Yeah. That makes it feel, I'm just reading Cassie's. Yes. Mary, Mary just said gaslighting. Yes. Yeah. It, well, a lot of that. So when kids, when, kids or adults are in their relationships and getting those messages that are sabotaging their ability to make the intentions and have gratitude and right. do that. That's, that's gaslighting. Now gaslighting gets a bad rap because gaslighting is a very un, it's a very known word and a lot of people throw it around, but really don't know what it means. Mary knows what it means. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm bringing it up because it fits here. If you look it up online, Gaslighting essentially is a, is a way of emotionally abusing someone with and getting away with it mm -hmm. <laughs> with, it's not obvious, right? It's, it's not, it's, you're not your typical, um, but it's, it's, there's 11 or 12 ish ways you can, you do that. It's very, um, subtle at times. You can be a covert or an overt yeah. gaslighter and sometimes you're both. Yep. Um, and so it's when you, you know, you say phrases or you do things that either crazy make a person or you're, your mind effing them. Um, you're making them think that what they think isn't real or true. Um, making the person feel, you know, it's kind of, I love the example where someone will say something and then you'll be like, that hurt me. And they'll be like, I'm just kidding. That's a gaslight. They yeah. gaslight because they don't take responsibility that they hurt you. They turn it into, I was just joking when you know, it wasn't a joke. Yeah, it's not. Or it's your problem. You or, were hurt. Or right. Yeah. Or you have to lighten up because you couldn't handle. I was joking, but you weren't joking. Like yeah. so that's and so that just if you ever find yourself even in that little example, that's a gaslight. You're being yeah. you're being emotionally abused into believing that your perception of how you thought or felt was wrong. It invalidated you. Yeah. So that's just one example. So, but when people also, when people are also verifying or doing that confirming bias with you. That's a form of gaslighting as well when they're, you know, oh, you can have that, you know, like yeah. have, have another piece of that with me. Don't go to the gym today. Have another drink. Like that's, that's actually gaslighting you because it's like saying, come join my misery with yeah. me. Right. Misery loves company. Miserable people like miserable people accompanying them. Crabs in a bucket. Right. So they yep. like pulling you in. Yep. It's very hard to live with intention if you don't have a strong constitution around your intention and you don't have good support people that are going to give you a different message than the influential person you're listening to that gives you the, the gaslight and you or get, the other messages. When you try to improve Mary, yourself. Mary, by the way, thank you for the excellent point. Yep. When Is you try right? to improve yourself, when you try to make gains. Oftentimes you're threatening people around right. you. Yes. Because they think you're going to separate from them once you make you lose weight. You know, yeah. all of a sudden you're going to think I'm fat. Right. Yeah. Well, and and 
and the and it's it's so there's a jealousy. So, oh God, these all these good words today. Mm -hmm. Jealousy and envy. So there's mm -hmm. a difference there. So jealousy, right? People use that wrong. Jealousy has to do with the fear of losing a relationship or the perceived loss of the relationship. So relationship stuff, like if someone's yeah. like interfering, you know, like the uh, there's a there's a third person around or friendships. You know, you see it all the time in teenagers. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, oh, you can't be friends with her if you're friends with like that. You know, yep. that's all jealousy. But then there's that envy piece of like, OK, you go to the weight thing. Oh, she lost all that weight. I envy that. But in envy, envy is not as dangerous in the same way as jealousy is. Envy is just like, oh, I want that. And it may inspire you. It may motivate you. Right. A lot of right. people can demotivate, but a lot of people can be like, oh. I really want that. I want that million dollars. I want to do what you did to get to that. Right. And then a lot of times it's just like, oh, and then it goes to, oh, I wonder how she did that or, yeah. you know, what's she doing that for or what's he doing that for, right? So it's, it's, so it's really important. So envy has to do with, I want what you have, mm -hmm. or I want what you have done, or I want to be like you. Um, and it can get really out of control, yep. right? In a different way than jealousy. Um, and I think that also gets in the way of people working on their intentions. But jealousy is threatening. Right. Envy is desirous. Exactly. Yeah. So I want what you have. I want yeah. who you are. I want to be like you. And it's very complimentary in a lot of ways, because if it inspires someone to be like that, that's great, because you want to have role models that are healthy. But people often won't do that. They'll go towards the influential person that is similar in mindset that's trained them into being financially irresponsible, thinking that they don't have to have intentions in life to be better than mediocre. You know? I'm okay. You're okay. Right. And, yeah. and, and there's a big thing, you know, I don't really get a lot of backlash on this except for people that I would consider sort of unhealthy and toxic. But when I do say it to someone that is, I can tell that I'll say like, why are we shooting for mediocre? And people are like, well, what's wrong with mediocrity? I'm like, the fact that you just said that <laughs> <laughs> is, and mediocrity doesn't mean bad. It means why just shoot for the middle and average? Why why not make your best self every day? Is your best self middle of the road? Mm -hmm. Maybe today, but yeah. does it have to be every day? Because the likelihood is in psychology or in the psychology of our mental health, you're going to come in underneath that. If you if your bar is mediocre, your bar is too low, yeah. and then people will come in low because yep. it's not it that doesn't and so. That means we don't set the bar up so high that we can't reach it, which is why we come in at a baseline of of middle of the road, which is not mediocre. It's just a middle of the road yeah. for ourselves. And we set reasonable goals. It People, sets good up as unreasonable. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when we go into the new year, we don't set up for I'm going to lose 20 pounds by the end of January. We say, <laughs> right. There's Stop. there's there's the, <laughs> there's the bar that yeah. we don't. That's, there's the fail yeah. right there. I you know, people say that to me. I'm like. You know, that's not even realistic. I know. I'm like, that is not. And people are like, what do you mean? I'm like, okay, how are you going to do that? And they're like, well, I'm going to do that. And they have a plan. Yeah. I'm like, that plan's going to get you about five pounds, maybe six. And they're like, what do you mean? And I said, well, your real plan is that you plan on starving yourself. And that's going to last a couple yeah. days. And then you're going to be so starved. You're going to have dropped a couple pounds of weight in water weight. Then you're going to be starving. And then you're going to jump back on what you were doing before, eat double. And now you're up to five pounds. Yep. And people are like, oh, right. So it's like, are you thinking this through? So it's about setting that intention again to to, to not get stuck. Yeah. You know, stack um, wins. I know you love this. I well, I know it, it's so basic. It's so basic. It's Bill, but you know, it's back to Bill's life <laughs> philosophy, but it works. Well, people would disagree with you right now. Yeah, except right for now, the, yeah. except for the fact that we did win this weekend. Yeah. Um, but 
it it is so important to stack wins and get in a mindset that's different than the one I would say, hey, you want a good intention for the year for for the next 365 days from today? What's your win for today? What a great thought, right? In my opinion. What yep. a, what's your win for today? Yep. And your win can be anything. People get into this win has to be woo. Yep. No, win can be I got three things accomplished today that I didn't like I have three things I have three things today that I have to do before the first of the year. Yep. I have to do them today. Even though I'm working, I have to do them. I will get them done. Those are going to be my wins. They are in the grand scheme of life nothing. No. Yep. But they have to be done because in the grand scheme of life they actually are something. You know what I mean? Like I'm good with one. So, but it's just <laughs> well it's just I'm on a timeline. So no, they have I right so yeah. it's like but if I don't get all three done, I still have like I know that if I get at least one, I know like they're I exactly. Yeah. So I know what's going to happen. I didn't wait till su Sunday. Um, I know it's Wednesday, and I know, and I'm already in a line in my head of like, whoop, what am I doing? Um, because they have to be done, and it's you know, intention, intention, intention. And I'm going to be grateful at the end of the day for myself for staying on task. Yeah. And it's the small when you look at them individually, right. but it's right. like I did this today. I set out to do it and I did it. Yes. Cassie just said deadlines are a powerful motivator. Yes. And and talk about if you procrastinate, like so one of them for me is a financial thing. I have oh God. So so this is I people can relate. So because of what I do for a living, right? And I'm my own, I'm my own bookkeeper. I'm a, yep. I have to get people's I have to get insurance companies to pay me. I have insurance company right now. That's a whole nother show. Oh, yeah, where, I can imagine. Where I have been fighting them all year and they owe me a lot of money. And I have been on 16 different phone calls in the past six or seven months, hours, and been hung up on multiple times, not on purpose. I say that in quotes. <laughs> hung up on? Well, you know, disconnected. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> After two or three hours of being on the phone because they just couldn't deal, you know? Yeah. Um, but I have to, I, so I, I'm at a bottom line today, so I have to do a, a certified letter. And, mm, so I have to do that today because it's the end of the year. But and, that's a task. It, and it, it takes effort. And it, it but takes, it has to be done because exactly. it has to get off of my, it has to get off of my mental space because I have to be proactive on it. Because if not, I'm going to be missing out on a very large impact on my life of something that needed to be paid for me this year. And that, that backs me up. Oh, and it also rolls into the next tax year, which makes you have to have an addendum. And that, I mean, yep. it's so I'm like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there's my financial intention <laughs> because it has to close up. And then, you know, like people like being like they owe co-pays, you know, yeah. <laughs> I know, you know, why do I owe you money? No, you don't. <laughs> oh, good. I'm self-employed, but, but I know what you mean. But it's, but it's those little things that if I avoid, oh, I, every time I've avoided something, I'll tell you right now, every, if, if I avoid it and then I go do it and I've done it, I'm like, oh God, that was so easy. I should have just done it in the first place, but I avoid. Yeah, but don't dwell on that. No, well, I don't. <laughs> I did but, it. Right. So, yeah. but that's the yeah. thing is I yeah. get, you know, the PAP, right? The avoidance piece is like, oh, I'll do this other thing. Cause that's such a pain. But I'm, the, I'm at the, so those 16 calls I made, I wasted more Mondays because I have Monday admin as it's like my admin and my big sport people day. That's where I do yep. a lot of my athletes and stuff. And then my admin stuff, I've wasted more hours on a Monday talking to this one particular insurance company from all over Timbuktu. And it's 
frustrating. But if I hadn't had all those calls at this juncture, I wouldn't be able to write the letter I'm about to write. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. It's one of those moments. Sometimes a, a call for me sometimes is one of those accomplishments for the day because I do not like pushing people. I do not like. We also hate phone calls. I hate phone calls. But you do answer for me. I do answer. Yeah. I would love to be on the other side when the phone rings and you go, oh, God, she's calling me. <laughs> no. It's not quite. It's like three well, people I answer the phone for. I know, and I'm very happy that <laughs> yeah. I'm one of them. But usually it's because I'm like, fix something on the computer. Right? Isn't it usually? Yeah. It's usually like you need to fix this. Well, my old, my old saying was people used to make fun of me because I wouldn't pick up the phone. I said, when people start calling me with good news, I'll stop picking up the phone. <laughs> see? <laughs> I know. Well, the other thing is, too, is like when you haven't talked. See, this is a problem I fall into with one of my friends is we don't talk for like months on end. And because of that, when we do get on the phone, we talk till one o'clock in the morning and yep. that's a lot for both of us. So now we've gotten to a pickle where we haven't talked <laughs> because we're both avoiding the long phone, the call. Long phone call. So, yeah. so we've both, so we had a little moment this week of, are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? Like, no, <laughs> we just, <laughs> so we had a little Christmas moment of like, Nope, always bestie just because we've gotten into that pattern of like you save up all the stuff for several months and then you don't talk and then when you yeah. do talk and you know yeah it's just one of those things and i and i hate the phone as well as much i don't like talking on the phone no in the pandemic with the whole facetime and then zoom <sighs> if anyone's listening from my class which sometimes my class my yeah. former students listen as you know they i'd be like i hate zoom and they'd all be like, Dr. Lehman hates Zoom. Because <laughs> you three hours of staring at a screen, just teaching one subject in static mode is... Mm. But that's a boundary for me. And I'm glad I enforce it. It's why you should be happy I pick up your phone calls. <laughs> like I said, there are only about three people. But I feel so honored. But no, that, that time, calls. that immediate access to me, that's a boundary. You don't have, oh, yeah. you don't have immediate access to me. Well, so in my business, right? So this is a this is another one before I close yeah. out the show today. This is another thing for if you want an intention, you don't know one for the year, boundaries. I don't, I don't, first of all, I don't answer my phone unless I know for sure it's going to be an emergency because usually someone will be like called and they'll text me because yep. I don't have time in between. I leave, like, you know, I leave here, I go right on a phone call, but a phone call that's business. Then I get off that phone call. Then I'm sitting in the office and I'm right back. Like, Text or emails are the only thing that I can do yep. that phone calls are because people, new clients, especially God love them. And I do because I love new clients. They'll call, they'll, they'll text me or call me or email and say, can I have a quick five minute phone call? That's not a thing. No, <laughs> there's no five minute phone call because nobody who's calling to be a new client, God love them ever just gives me five minutes. It's a full 20 minute or more. And that's with me boundering it conversation yep. of every single thing that's ever happened to them. And I'm like, no. Yep. No, I learned early on in my career that when you're not getting paid for that time, that's not just your business. That's everything. That's right. So yeah. no is a full sentence. So, yeah. and I will say, please text or email me. Yep. Non-emergency. You can deal with that. Text or email. That's no problem. Yes. Okay. So before I close out the show, yes. you please put up the link for my New England Patriots um, 10th marathon run this April. Um, I'm doing squares for Super Bowl with some awesome prizes. People keep asking me, what are the prizes? Well, there's a whole bunch of different ones, but there's a big payout one at the end, which is a weekend getaway. Um, and it's for anyone anywhere in the country, non-cash transferable, but it's nice. And so if anyone out, out of state <clears throat> wants to donate, but they're $100 a square, I need to get to 100 squares. It's 100 squares. I think I've sold 15. Um, I've got till Super Bowl Sunday, 
to get them done. And um, I will hit my, then I'll hit my minimum and then it's easier for me to train. Yep. So please in the art of loving and giving for the new year <laughs> and the Christmas spirit and all the things, even though everyone's like, Oh God, it's just got over like, all, please help me out. <laughs> right. So please go to the link that Lou just put up. Um, please, 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 anything, even if it's 25 bucks, anything gets me there. But if you want a square, it's a hundred dollars and there are lots of cool prizes um, for each quarter. And then the big final game is worth like, 20 well it's roughly two thousand five hundred dollars at this point and i'm increasing yeah. it in prizes that are inside that but um it's a trip well not trip it's a stay at an, a beautiful inn yep the the actual inn on golden pond from the movie um and then like dinner and other things involved so and then there's a jewelry prize and there's like other things in there for the quarters so nice all right so you guys i will be How coming about- what help out you yes like help. This is funny and help yeah out. help me out please <laughs> and it goes well help me out because it helps me run easier but help me out because it helps 25 great charities right. like that animals domestic violence um veterans homelessness um uh people with prosthetics that are trying to like get ahead in life um people that have had like you know all kinds of things happen to them um elderly reading program like it's like yep. so cool every year the 25 that we pick and so please help because it's awesome near and dear to my heart um aside from my wildcats <laughs> all right all right i will be coming live to you from new hampshire next week on Ooh. uh on uh wednesday okay all right yep all right you guys happy new year i'll see you in 2024 Thank you.